This episode is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. <sighs> Did they want us to read a really long and elaborate ad? So they no, had- they didn't. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I scared you. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on another loin-limbering episode of Bullstone. The leadership of the Girl Scouts of America was brought to Capitol Hill to explain the recent revelation that they've been aware for decades of the negative health effects of Girl Scout cookies. Sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of... fries? (laughs) Khakis that can store food safely is all the rage in the fashion world. The return of warmer weather and summer just around the corner means it's time to dust off your old excuses as to why you didn't go outside. Monkey see, monkey shoe? The new fad of monkey skin sneakers and where you can find them. All these stories and more tonight on Bullstone! Are limber. Hello! Welcome to Bullstone. Welcome. Where I'm the host? What? <laughs> I don't know. Shut Wait. up, it's unspoken. Okay. I'm <laughs> Dave. You can speak now. Oh, but... thank God. Well, I didn't know how long that lasted. I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Oh, welcome to Bullstone. With us tonight in our glorious studio is nobody! Nobody! Just me and Flora doing it like we do it. Little shoulder roll. Little shoulder roll. (laughs) I hope you guys have had an excellent month. Oh, yeah. March. March has flown by. Yeah, it really has. But, man, you know what? March March Madness is for suckers and chumps. Because here at Blurry Photos, we're about April Madness. That's right. Because that is where shit really goes off the hook. How about we do Snapril? Ooh, I would be cool with Snapril. Everything. (laughs) Every news story. Told by Alan Rickman. R.I.P. Yeah, we didn't give him the proper send-off. No. Like we should have, so. Yeah, well, we'll get around to it. That was a bad loss for yeah. the world. Um, but we've got we've got some cool stuff for, for yeah, March. Yeah, we've got to- some fun stories. Uh, you know, I've got a great headline. Store's open. Oh. How's that for a good one? That is true. Yeah, so go to the store. Buy something yeah, if, you, to if you're so inclined. Patreon's coming up. Patreon's coming up. We'll talk about more about a little bit more about that. We'll talk about that more at the end of the episode. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So let's let's just dive into it, man. Let's get into weird news of March. Weird news. Bullstone. If you're new to us, it, it's it's our chance to uh, to look back upon the month, select the uh, stories of the strange, some things from paranormal, some things from futurology and the tech world, and all all kinds of weird stuff that's you know not just shoved in your face like Hillary and Trump. Yeah. Because that's all you've heard about for March. So, f- that sh- Let's get to some good <laughs> stuff. Look at you go. Well, all right. Well, let's 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 get right back into it then. All right. What you, do you got? Well, you you open the top the pop the top on politics, and I've got a great I got a great news story. Yeah. How about um uh, a fun silly news story that I found over at Gawker? Who is the most UFO friendly presidential candidate? I this, know this could actually help. I'll I'll let me take a guess. Okay. Carter. Well, presidential candidate. Oh, 
presidential candidate. Yeah, this is yeah, this is going to this is going to affect ballot outcomes. Well, it's going to say Hillary. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Let's well, see. let's let's see. Okay. All right. All right, so let's go down the uh in the order to which they appeared. Uh first up, Donald Trump. What do you think, Flora? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being no use to disclosure, 10 being kicking the mother doors open and letting all the aliens run out of the underground bunker I, i'd have to go for like a six or seven i i feel like that's something he would think it's something that the government is keeping from people so right. he's gonna go in and blow the lid off of it well uh some fun facts uh donald trump does claim that his private jet was once followed by a ufo oh Although he doesn't really, he, uh, as far as campaign stuff, he doesn't talk about sure. uh, that. I mean, he does. Because it's a specific thing. <laughs> very true. Uh, he does talk about uh, government transparency, but he's a little harder to read because he uh, is totally unqualified. I'm, he's totally unqualified for, I'm sorry, has never held elected office before. Uh, so it's, it's hard to, to see what his, his track record is as far as uh, transparency on issues. Um, uh, but if. You don't like a black man as the president. He's dogged in the pursuit of birth records. So I guess he does want more record transparency. Okay. Okay. But uh, the minute that birth certificate was presented, he just stopped talking about it altogether. So what I think, and uh, I I tend to agree with the author on this one, that uh, Trump gets a one out of 10, because even if he found out, he would just never talk about it. Really? Yeah. See, okay, well- that my my reasoning was that he would say that it's something important that, and that they should do, but then I agree with what he would actually do, which is that theory that you just put forth. Like he he doesn't give a shit. right. So I think that as far as being good for for disclosure, so yeah, he's a one. Uh, wow. Okay. How about um about this crazy son of a bitch? I don't even know this guy's still running. Bernard Sanders. Have you okay. ever heard of you heard of this guy? Who's this? Yeah. Am I am I to guess at, at what I think? Yeah, where, where do you think Sanders is going to come in on on the scale of 1 to 10? I would I would also give him a 6 or 7 just in on the campaign trail. In reality, I feel like if there was something to disclose, he would disclose it just because I think he's an honest guy. Yeah. I tend to agree with that too. I think that I think that if he found something he'd tell people cuz he kind of seems like he doesn't have a ton of f- to give in that realm. Yeah. Uh there's a weird quote in here, but it's not a it's it, it, they're calling it a quote from Bernie Sanders, but it's actually a quote as relayed by a guy named Damon Steer in an article by a guy named Grant Cameron. Keep going, right? Yeah, it's like who saw Ferris pass out at Thirty One Flavors last night. So I don't know, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> After admitting the fact that he is in fact the same person as Seidfeld creator Larry David, uh, Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders was asked if he believed that extraterrestrials uh, extraterrestrials may have visited the Earth. Sanders says, I have met many. I see them in Washington all the time. Oh, so it was a zinger. Yeah, I think that was a zinger. Unless he just blew the lid off. (laughs) They're called reptilians. Uh, Now, Sanders, having been in the Senate for a very long time now. Yeah. um, Has it. He's in the top 50% of Senate committee chairs for sponsoring uh, uh, bills relating to uh, government transparency. So I guess he's pretty, pretty cool with transparency. I mean, although top 50%, it's not like the most ringing endorsement on earth. Like if, if you passed a standardized test, a standardized test and they said, Hey, you're in the top 50th percentile. Mm. Well, <laughs> um, 
Uh, he is the only uh, candidate who opposed the Patriot Act, and he does think that Edward Snowden pl- played, quote, uh, a very important role in educating the American people to the degree in which our civil liberties and our constitutional rights are being undermined. So I tend to agree with. Yeah. So he's a he's a, well, a now fan if, of if transparency, if Snowden sold them or or was, you know, working with right. Russians or whatever, that's that's shitty. But to to blow the whistle on a lot of stuff, I don't I, I think that's an important thing. But. Obviously, it's not something he, he's kind of a little brusque or no nonsense about that kind of stuff. I don't imagine it's a question that he would entertain very seriously. He doesn't. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I think it's irrelevant to him. I don't think he's going to walk around and ask about it. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I I don't think any of them would to be, to be honest. So according to this article for that reason, he gets a two out of 10 because they, he gets the extra point because of his, he's a big fan of government transparency. Mm. Uh, how about, uh, uh, Ted Theodore Cruz who, <laughs> yeah, he has said in the past that he quote, uh, might check into area 51 if elected president. Okay. That means he knows zero about, what? about what he's talking about there. Yeah. What does that even mean? Checking in? It, it means he, it's, it's a, pl- uh, platitude. He's yeah. just saying, oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll don't call us. We'll call you. That is a red flag for, I don't give a shit about any alien, anything. Now, here's a fun fact about him. Uh, at govtracks.us, Cruz is tied for the lowest score on government transparency among senates, uh, among senators, and uh, he's not involved in any of the 19 bills relating to government transparency. So what does he get, a zero? One? Well, let's keep going, man. Where do you, yeah, did you say what you thought, where you thought he's going to come in? Oh, I, I, at this point, I think he's not even on the scale because he doesn't care about it. So zero. I would give him a zero. Okay. All right. Especially after that quote. <laughs> Actually, this article is kind of fun. Cruz is the kind of guy who could have firsthand experience with aliens and not give a shit unless there was some way to use it against one of his rivals. Mm. <laughs> I enjoy that. But, you know, that's sort of a, a two t- double-edged sword. If there's a way for him to use that information, he certainly would, more so than anybody else. He's he's a kind of guy who, I mean, you know, he shut down the government. He's the, the guy who will, in an improv scene, pull the gun every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or if he dies, he'll come back to life somehow. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like he'll, he'll always- Walks in every scene. He'll, he uses everything at his disposal all the time. And for that reason, this list gives him a four out of 10. Yeah, they're idiots. That's yeah. stupid. All right. How about John Kasich? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Well, according to this, he's going to be a six. Uh, that's true. It does feel like this is an ascending order. I should have done it randomized. I also think that he could not give a shit unless it made him money somehow. Well, Kasich says that he does not believe in UFOs. So f- that. Um, but he did throw in a caveat saying that his brother-in-law says that if he becomes president, his number one thing is, uh, is that he has to open the books on area 51, um, as governor of Ohio, he's come under attack for lack of transparency, uh, and called Edward Snowden a traitor. See, this thing gives him a four out of 10, despite saying at no point would he do anything. Yeah. It's, it's like the pot on pod scale. Like <laughs> you've got all this information, you say one thing, and yeah. then you give it a completely arbitrary score. All right, all right. Well, now it's time to check the king of the hill. Well, you know who it's going to be, brother. Yeah, big hill, Clinton. She straight up said, "I'm going to get to the bottom of it." Yeah, right. I think we may have been visited already. We don't know for sure. She said, and her campaign chairman uh, said that she would personally pledge that we are going to get the information out one way or an- one way or another. 
which I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's, uh, that's pretty straight to it. When did she say this? Didn't say, uh, it says at the end of 2015. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about this after you, after you finish with her. Uh, she's then doubled down in a, uh, Jimmy Kimmel interview saying that she'd like to get those files and make them as public as possible. What, what files? I, I quote unquote those. Well, I mean, you know, come on. If you don't know what's there, you can't say which files you just, you just say, you know, like, well then say I'll get whatever files there are, if there are any, and then disclose them. Not, I'm going to get those files. Well, what's the difference? The difference is it make you're, you're leading people on. (laughs) Go ahead. Keep going. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like that was a reasonable way of phrasing that. Let's see. If there's something there, unless it's a threat to national security, I think we ought to share it with the public, which um, I think, that, isn't that always been the cover for UFO sure. non-disclosure, threat to national security? Yeah. Um, as far as her record on government transparency, she actually even uses a private server for her emails. So uh, she did vote to, reauth- to authorize the Patriot Act and re-up it in 06. And uh, so, no, not not a big fan of government transparency, um, but amongst UFO researchers, she is considered to be one of the most uh, the re- UFO friendly of uh, the candidates they've seen in a long time. And so for that reason, I mean, there's a lot, blah, 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 blah. They gave her an eight out of 10. OK, I remember this, uh, not this article, but an, an article about disclosure coming up uh, and it was a, a few months ago, so it might have been around this time, but it was specifically Democrat. It was specifically uh, asking like Sanders and Clinton, mm-hmm. would you disclose uh, if if you got to the presidency? And uh, I remember that she was like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to disclose everything. And I'll tell you exactly about all the UFO stuff that's going on. And I thought to myself, you know what? She's saying what people that want to hear about this want to hear. And she might even follow through on that, if only to come to the ends of there's nothing going on. Sorry, everybody. I, I've unlocked every, every hidden file and gone into every base and, and everything. There's nothing here. Sorry. But, I mean, that's, the, but that's a possible outcome. Okay. You know what I mean? My like- point is that it's going to be false. <laughs> That's what every every president who's who's looked at this has said too. Right. But so okay. I mean like if if I was president, okay, let me ask you that. If you were president, like uh what would you what, what do you do in that regard? I mean that like I it, it, it's it, it it files into, you know, obviously UFO conspiracies, duh. But there there is no victory condition then. There's I mean there's literally nothing a president could say to the people of the world which people would believe. I would believe it based on who said it. I wouldn't believe her. Right. So, I, and that, that's me personally, but, but that's the, but that's my point then, then there, then it's, you know what I mean? Like you can't, unless she said, yes, there are aliens. I might, I, I would believe it if she said in the affirmative only because like she, w- why would she lie about there being aliens? To, I mean, does that know, make sense? Well, it's, and, and everyone says, oh, it's to distract people from uh, whatever else is going on or, you know, that's that, maybe, that's, but my point is if I was president, I wouldn't say shit. there's just no point. I don't I don't think there's a point to to make a statement or take a stand in either direction because a but the people have to know that's just it. It's it's kind of irrelevant. 
and depending on obviously well. what the extent of that is, you know, but on the other hand, like no one, no one's going to believe anything you say on the subject because, you know, like, like you said yourself, like, you know, if, if someone doesn't like president Dave Stecco, who can never get elected because he's got a podcast where he just swears about shit all the time, mm-hmm. but like, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a moot point. Like there, there, I don't think there is a perfect, pure, incontrovertible source of truth that will convince anyone of something like UFOs. The only thing that would convince people of, uh, UFOs is the aliens themselves. They are the that's only, that's what they say. If they landed on the white house lawn, that's the whole, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if they got out and shy of, even them, then people are, you know, people who aren't there to witness it would just be like, well, that's camera tricks in Hollywood. And, right. And that's what I mean. You know, like you but, would have to pull some like independence, but what thing we're with saying ships everywhere. And what, what we're, what we're getting at is which one of these candidates would be most willing to, to open up this stuff. I have a feeling that, she would be one of the least likely because she would be in your position. Why do it? Why, why disturb everything? It, like she wants to keep the ship just even keel the whole way from how it's going right now. You know, she doesn't yeah. want to ruffle any feathers or, or shake things up too much. So I got the feeling when I saw this stuff come, come out a couple months ago that when she says, yes, I'm all for disclosure, it's only, so that she can say, there's nothing going on. Keep on about your business. You can trust me because I, I have been for this. So what if, um, you know, what if. Even if there was something going on is what I'm saying. And so what if uh, someone that you did want to be the president came out and said, I looked into it. Nothing's there. It, it, the, only, the only way I would believe that, honestly, and this is, again, my opinion, just me, stupid, mm-hmm. stupid guy with a podcast is if Bernie Sanders got up there just because of his tra- track record of integrity to this point, if he said, no, there's nothing going on, I would believe him more. Now, it could I could also entertain the thought that he may be silenced for the betterment of uh, security or, or uh, you know, the military might say, listen, if they even allow him to know the information that's going on, they'd be like, you can't let this get out, you know, the, there are a lot of classified things or, you know, some, some kind of security threat is involved. So don't tell people about this. And then he has to make up for himself in his own mind. Is this something worth knowing about? Or is this is something that I need to tell people I need to lie about? You know what I mean? Right. Which is why I get, I, you know, so frustrated about, about the, the, the idea of disclosure. And it's fun to talk about, you know, cause everybody, uh, you know, like every, paranormal podcast or radio show it's like okay guys disclosure's yeah. coming yeah it, it's always just about the guys well january 17th 2016 has been it is the day of disclosure the world will forever change on that day how do you think the world would change you dave i don't think it would and because just like i said no one would believe you no matter what you said let's let's throw that out let's throw belief out and let's just say that yes disclosure happens and there is irrefutable proof that people can't ignore or deny that aliens are here or have been here. What do you think that would do to society? Well, I mean, are here versus have been here, two very different things, you know, because aliens are here. That would mess with people. That would, in, that would induce some panic in people. Mm-hmm. 
it it really i think it really would it would destabilize a lot of things proof that they've been here in the past i mean i don't think it would um i don't think it would undermine people's confidence in the government i mean every every single person knows every citizen of every country on the planet knows that there are things their government keeps from them mm-hmm. um and so you know it's it's just that's just how things go I think that if if that if disclosure happened in the form of of ships hovering over major cities and aliens walking around on the streets, yeah, that would be a that would be a huge thing. I think that um, you know, if it was a cooperative sort of thing where we were working with the aliens. Yeah, if the aliens, you know, like uh, you know, where the aliens were integrating to a degree, you know, like hey, we're just here, we're not going anywhere and you know, we're going to be around. You know, if that happened, um, I think there would be initial panic, but any spacefaring race that comes here is gonna gonna have a lot to teach us. Yeah, you know. Um, and let's you know assume it, that's the problem. Every every situation is is so specific. Um, and you can look at our own history of of, of planetary exploration to see you know all the different ways that can shake out. Most of them negatively. Some mm-hmm. of them on purposes. Some of them on accident. Um, but you know, say. They just helped us. They gave us cleaner energy. They taught us how to cycle some of the carbon out of our atmosphere. You know, like those kind of things that we actually want to do. I think we get over it pretty quickly. Humans are extraordinarily adaptable Mm. to a lot of things. And I think that it would become uh, boring quickly to us. We would just get used to it. You know, if it's malevolent, it's, it's a, you know, action movie and we do the best we can. And, you know, we fly a a MacBook up to their orbital death star and and them off. Right. You know, so those are, but like, if it's the more mundane, like, oh yeah, something did crash in, in Roswell, New Mexico, and we've been poking at it ever since. And no, we haven't really gotten much out of it. Uh, and the reason I don't think we've gotten much out of it is because we haven't really, we've, we've achieved things at a pretty stately pace since then, you know, there, we, we weren't firing 50 caliber machine guns at, at, at the, the, the Wehrmacht in, in France and then went to using orbital death rays, you know, we, like everything kind of made sense. We, we wanted to get, uh, into space. We took a paperclip. We took a bunch of really smart German, uh, rocket scientists and we made it a national priority. And over the course of 15 years, we got to the moon, you know, I never saw any gigantic leap mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I do think there has been some argument made over the years that there had since, uh, what was it? 47. Um, since the, the crash, some people have pointed out a few examples of how technology has, has leaped. I don't, I don't remember exactly what they are, but I think that's been, uh, thrown out there, but I, I tend to agree with you. It, it seems to be more of a, a scale uh, that makes sense chronologically with how our advancement in technology has uh, come along as well. Yeah. And I think even militarily, the fact that we still use uh, SR 71 blackbirds, I, I think we do. I think we still blackbirds? use blackbirds. Oh, birds. Uh, the, the blackbirds, U 2 spy planes. I think we face mm. some of those out, but I think some of those, like we still fly B 52s. Well, yeah. We still use, you know what I mean? Like we still use really old systems and we upgrade the internals and stuff. But, um, you know, like the, the blackbird is one of the best pieces of engineering the United States has ever come up with Mm -hmm. before or since like we, we really don't make them like we used to. And so that's, 
I would, and in, in if they were, if they had the technology, we're just slow playing it. You would see a ramp, but we're stalling in a lot of areas, you know, as, yeah. as a country. I mean, the, the F-22 program is a shit show. It's, it's a $3 trillion black hole. Yeah. You know, and you would, you would think we'd be going better, faster, more, but we, we really are stalling out. Our space program is crap. We don't yeah. have a new space vehicle. You know, we, we stopped using the space shuttles cause we kind of had to, but like, you think about that. The first space shuttle launched in 80, 81. Um, and we used those, uh, up into the two thousands mm-hmm. and then we never built anything in the middle there. And then we gave tax breaks to millionaires and we, billionaires. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Why don't we'll you just wear a headband, you fucking hippie? <laughs> what uh I I've got to think about the uh religious uh implications of that too, you know? How would Now we've we've kind of hinted at it before in passing, I think, that uh well they they would just aliens would just be another creature that that God created, you know, and and God still yeah. you know the is is over everything even the the planets and the the galaxy and stuff and watches you masturbate. But like, I think that some people, you know, it would shake a lot of uh, foundation for them for, to, to know that I think to know it, we're not alone and special. I think, uh, it would briefly, but I mean, consider we've already had, uh, the Copernican revolution with, I mean, God made the earth. The earth is the center of everything. And then we weren't people got over it. Didn't seem to mess with their lives too much. We would still, I would, my guess is people would still be like, yeah, but we were made in God's image. I don't know who the, oh, there's that too. You know, I don't know who these jokers are, but we are the, you know what I mean? Like people would, I I don't, we, again, we're very adaptive and especially when it comes to theology and things like that. I mean, you know, even the Mormons, uh, in the late seventies were like, ah, boy, remember when it said that like black people couldn't get into heaven fixed it you know like any religion is it's adaptable it has to be or or it dies out or a new one would come up oh absolutely oh there definitely would be uh, a new now you say you say that that we're adaptable i i think knowledge comes out that there's an alien species living with us or even coming to us and if there's if there's something different than humans someone will find a way to burn it on a cross in the lawn Oh yeah. Those people will, the the people who will do that are already doing that. You know what I mean? Like, but But, uh, it, it, it would be like, uh, the district nine, that movie did. did Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, where they kind of section them off in a little bum town kind of. Well, yeah, but like district nine is, is kind of to a degree, a really great retelling, but it's the similar story to alien nation where the, uh, the newcomers, I think as they were there said, uh, their ship, same thing, their ship crashed. In this case, it was in the, the California desert, I mm-hmm. think, as opposed to, you know, South Africa and their ship crashed and all these people were just being transported on it. In both cases, I think they were, they were slaves of sorts. So they show up and it turns out they're, they're not technically very knowledgeable. Like they don't, you know, they were just put on the boat. They didn't know how to make the boat. So they, they didn't, there was like a lose, lose. Like, yeah, we know that there's other uh, entities out there, but these guys didn't have shit to teach us. They didn't, they don't know how any of this stuff works. And so best we can do is, is 
get on the, the boat and see what's going on and try to figure it out for ourselves. And, and in those cases, those, all those people were highly localized because their ship crashed there. So yeah, they, they set up areas for them. And I think that, uh, you know, given the way human history goes is that if, if aliens came and said, Hey, we want to live among you. Yeah. There would totally be the, the, the Tau Ceti district, you know, in every city and Tau town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, it would be people. A lot of people would be specious real quick. I oh think. yeah, there would, it, but you know what? Like we already are. There are people who don't trust those Asians who won't well, go to Chinatown. That's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Like it, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good for the, the aliens if they want to try and peacefully integrate. Yeah. Even if, even if you've known, even if you and I were uh, uh, sitting here and, and you were like, I'm an alien. I have been all along. Then I would be like, uh, I, I don't know why I'm using us as an example because, because I wouldn't be specious, but. Well, you're from Kentucky and I am weird. So you're probably going to be, suspicious. but you know, I, I, I would just be like, Oh, I don't want that damn alien coming in my house. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's in that, what the, my point is that I don't, uh, I guess the, the question being like, how much would that disrupt society? I don't think it really would. I think because, because all of those things are, are things that we already cope with. We already are dealing with that now. So you're just adding one more thing to the list that people don't want, not in my backyard or something that's uh, took her jobs or, you know what I mean? Like that, it would just be another, it, it wouldn't be some completely new concept for us to try to wrap our heads around. We would very quickly fit it into our existing framework of xenophobia and racism because we're bad people. And I mean, I'll, I'll get an apartment over in Tau Ceti town unless it's like alien nation, which was a great movie and an even better TV show because they, um, they had to eat raw meat and they got drunk off sour milk and sea salt water was caustic to them. <laughs> I wouldn't want to eat in that. So there you go. That's uh that's what, that's what I got. Well, that's a, uh, so just uh, a to, lot to, to recap, if Flora is president, he's going to tell everybody everything, uh, regardless. And if I become president, sorry, a-holes. Yeah, so well, I'm the one who went through the whole election cycle, so I get to, I deserve to know. Oh, uh, what a I earned it. What a wonderful frame of mind. Yep, yep. I'm gonna turn us around here and go a little bit different direction. I love it. This is uh, coming to us from ClassicDailyMail.com. A uh, real life unicorn, bizarre horned beast, lived alongside humans twenty six thousand years ago and maybe behind the legendary myth. Sweet. It's nicknamed the Siberian unicorn because it had a huge horn on its head. Just one big old horn coming out of, of its uh, forehead area. Uh, kind of looks like they, they've got kind of like an artist uh, drawing here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it kind of looks like the, the weird offspring of a moose and a bear with a big horn uh, growing out of its, its face. <laughs> can, I, can I see? Let me see the picture you got there. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like a super rhino. Yeah. It's like a hairy, a hairy super rhino. Hairy, big old rhino. I thought you meant like an actual unicorn. Like there was a, that story a couple of years ago that North Korea has said that they proved that, that unicorns are real. No, this so. one, it's not horse-like uh, at all, except that it walks on all fours. They, they It actually says it, it seems to be a giant species of rhinoceros. Oh. Uh, they're, they're thinking now may have survived in part of Kazakhstan up until about 26,000 years ago, which isn't very long in the grand scheme of things. 
No. But um, they've started finding these fossils of them and the bones. It's in the bones. And uh, the, these things, to give you some idea of how big they were, they're about uh, 15 feet long or a little over four and a half meters. And they stood over six feet tall, a little over two meters. Jesus, that's huge. A 15 foot long rhinoceros? Yeah. Damn, son. And then, uh, and then these horns came out of there. Just their their face, just their damn face, just just right at, right in the face. You know what? It it kind of looks like a a thorn from like a rose or something. Yeah. The shape of it. It's not like a curved rhino horn. It's it's more like a straight but really wide at the base. Yeah. Coming out. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. That's exact. It's like a rose thorn. Yeah. Rose thorn horn. And they, you know, they they're like, well, what did they? What did these things use it for? Well. If they didn't use it for defense or attacking or whatever, they could have used it to uh, sweep snow away from the grass, they think. I mean, you know, they're just speculating. But uh, it's thought... They could have made little Cro-Magnon kebabs. (laughs) They probably did. Uh, It's it's thought, you know, that with uh, these skulls, which are kind of elongated and could be, for the layperson, could be akin to a horse's skull... Yeah, well, I think rhinos and horses are related, right? Oh, are they? I think they might be. I mean, don't don't quote the balls off of me on that one. But uh, let's keep I, the balls on yeah, you. Yeah. Well, while you talk, I'm going to check. But uh, they they the picture, and I'll link to this in the show notes, obviously. But the picture they have of the skull, well, it uh, it definitely doesn't look like a a, re- a very normal horse skull. If if you didn't know what you were looking at and just kind of found it, and that's an area that has some horses here and there anyway, you might think, well, that uh, that could be a horse skull. And then there's this huge horn either attached to it or, or lying near it. Bada bing, bada boom. Unicorns around here, princess. Oh! And it said they were found near some bones of uh, mammoths and other kind of megafauna around there. And, and these mammoths... Even the mammoths, from from some of the archaeology that's been done around the world, people thought they died out about twelve thousand years ago. And with, with new uh, research and new new findings, they think that some mammoths may have survived up until around forty five hundred years ago. Dag, and that was in the you know in the Arctic Ocean, north of Russia, up in there. Yeah. Well, they're finding stuff in that permafrost all the time. Uh, by the way, I was correct. Uh, horses and rhinos are related. They're both in the uh, order Perissodactyla. Mm. Yeah. So All right. that's interesting. Along so it's not tapirs. a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The little nosy things. Yeah. That's not too far of a stone's throw, I don't think, to, to reason that out. So it, it would uh, be interesting to try and track where the origin of the myth of the unicorn came from. You know, I mean, a lot of cultures have horned uh horses in them well let's look into it i mean either there's going to be so much that it's worth doing a whole episode or you know who's never been in the Ms. Cryptid contest that's true yeah that's true that's true that's true so one way or the other we're gonna mount could, up could on some s- unicorn times could see we're gonna put on our innocent maiden princess uh hats and yeah get on, get on, get on. <laughs> uh Oh man, we're total corn bait. <laughs> <laughs> Gone corn hunting. What if there was a section of the hunting uh, sporting goods store? It's like recurve bows, ghillie suits, thermal camouflage, 
pink dresses with conical hats with a little little <laughs> ribbon coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been hunting unicorn. My dad taught me. And the key is I, I rub a mixture of honey and cinnamon on my skin. Masks my scent, and it really draws them in as well. <laughs> I learned to play the lyre. Some, <laughs> something about that sound of the lyre really, really brings them running when I'm out corning. Now they say you can't hunt unicorn unless you're a virgin. That is a that's a that's an old wives' tale. That's, that's an old wives' tale. I, don't, you can't touch you can't touch them. Boy, if it's alive I, and you and you ain't, ain't pure, you can't touch them. But I've never felt the touch of a woman. <laughs> I, I I'm not risking it. I'm not risking it. <laughs> so so there you go. Uh, like unicorns that. are real. Not we really confirmed by blurry photos. <laughs> what else do you have? That's not where the Patreon donation. I don't know what is. <laughs> I've got a fun science story. You like science? I'll take some science. All right. This is a kind of an update on something that you had brought up a long time ago. Oh, no. All right. So it turns out <laughs> there's a mega structure around us. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> there are zero alien mega structure updates in this episode. <laughs> Man. That, I mean, every month it just keeps it coming is, out like, no, yeah. it's not this. It's this. No, yeah. it's not that. It's this. There was, and I ignored it. There was another article. It was like uh, confusing new data from the light spot on series. <laughs> I was like, nope, oh, God. nope. Uh, I, no. I still maintain that it's something flying in shards around that uh, that sun. Now, since everything keeps refuting what it you know previously had said, I I've stopped. But you've also admitted it. that you wouldn't believe if we told you. There's nothing I can do, Flora. Not if you told me. <laughs> All right. How about this, Flora? HIV genes successfully edited out of immune cells using CRISPR. CRISPR Glover? That's right. Um, oh, man. Which is that. Listen, <laughs> you get that HIV uh, out of my genome sequence. I want you to get that targeted DNA sequence out of there, man. <laughs> hey. I just don't think I'm very good at gene editing. <laughs> Uh, so using this this CRISPR uh, system that we've already gone over in the past, uh, Flora, when, when was that? I just assume you know. <laughs> in the past? A few months ago. Earliest times. <laughs> in antediluvian <Yeah. laughs> bullstone. Uh, at the same time that, that unicorns were roaming Siberia, mm-hmm. uh, we went over this, and it's, it's just a means of, of very specifically editing uh, DNA yeah. uh, uh, and really accurately editing DNA. Um, and so, uh, researchers at Temple University used this. Go owls. Um, uh, is it with there? Yeah. Nice. Um, the, the problem with, with HIV is that it's a retrovirus. Um, it actually incorporates its DNA into the host cell. So even if you go through and are able to clean up all the symptoms, the disease will never go away because every time the cell replicates, so does the virus. Mm. It incorporates itself into the DNA of the host. Uh, what this CRISPR does is actually goes through and scrubs this stuff one helix at a time, man. It goes through and it finds the uh, any sections of DNA that are related to HIV, cuts them out. Then the, the DNA's already existing repair functions kick in, stitch it back together, hmm. and you're great. What's more is it, it gives a, a permanent, like this isn't like a, a process that then gets removed. Um, it's it's a, just a part of the cell now. 
and and it'll continually oh. search for this. So if there is some means of reinfection, it won't it won't hang on. It's like putting a, a shark in a puppy pool. Puppy, puppy pool. <laughs> you, you don't want any more puppies. No, no, no. And you, there's no amount of puppies you can throw in that pool. They they're going to take that shark down. That shark is vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, puppy pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, so they, um, they've done this, this work. Um, they found that it, it lowered the HIV uh, uh, amount of presence in the cells significantly. It's all obviously in Petri dishes and lab. They're not injecting this in people. But um, the researchers, you know, they've also said, listen, this is something we would love to start trials on because they can prove that the that the addition of a CRISPR, it it's not going to malfunction and start chopping up good DNA. There are there are safety valves in place or uh, to to keep it from doing that. It was a little vague. I'm not going to lie, a little vague about that. I they bet. just assured you that that couldn't happen. <laughs> you know, so whatevs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a huge step forward for retroviruses in general. And I I don't know any other off the top of my head. But if it's just for HIV, awesome. Yeah, I'll take pretty, it. Pretty pretty good one to go after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, does it uh, say how long that process takes at all? No, and I don't think they they know because again, they're they're just introducing it in small lab samples. So, I don't know how you would extrapolate that to an entire body. Yeah. And not every cell in a body would have the HIV, would it? Exactly. Now, we're hearing about CRISPR quite a bit uh here and there, does it say where they're at in terms of when it's going to be offered to, to people or, uh, just that they want to start some trials that, I mean, obviously anything like this, that is an autonomous DNA editor is going to go through some very rigorous testing and trials because the, you know, I mean, honestly, isn't, isn't that kind of the basis of a, I am legend. You is know, that what happened to it, cause the, there was a, it was a, it was a cancer vaccine that were like, ah, oh, we'll fix it. I think as I, I only saw the movie once, I think it was like, a, I think it was for cancer and everybody got it. And then a part of the population turned into bad CGI bald oh, yeah. people and um, yeah, kind of like vampire zombies. Right. Right. Only Will Smith to protect us. That's a hard movie to watch yeah. just because of the dog in it. I know. Um, some of the retroviruses actually uh, going back over this, there are retroviruses that do cause cancer and leukemia. So blam, um, not to mention, um, farm animals, uh, there's uh, feline leukemia. There's, uh, uh, FIV in cats, you know, pets, farm animals, a lot of, uh, uh possibilities there. Mm. Um, the thing that's so great about CRISPR is that it is so specifically programmable, mm-hmm. um, that you really, you're. You're shooting the sniper rifle, not the not the carpet bombing that uh, something like uh, chemo or chemo something exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's just getting it right where it lives, which is which is great. I'm very excited about that. I'm still not uh, understanding how the rifle works. If if we're going on the old sniper, right? Well, it's uh, the CRISPR is given. Uh, it's included in its design target segments. But is it is it blood? Do they put it in in like blood for a transfusion, or is it an injection of something, or how do they? Oh, get how it do they in? get it into the cells yeah. itself? It makes it sound very much like you just punch some numbers into a computer, and then it it uploads 
and step three is profit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm just wondering if it's something you put in a syringe and you pop in somebody's veins and then it goes to work. Is it little robots that you have to snort with your um, morning Coke to this? You know, this is great because this, this is like CRISPR is like a biological nanobot. Yeah. Know? How do they program something and then get it to uh, go into the body? And what is used to program? This is all way out of our league. But show her the interest in the thing about. <laughs> uh, it looks like there, there actually uh, is a lot of work getting, as I look into this, uh, a lot of work being done on different delivery systems. Um, and it looks like currently they're just using kind of the same system that got the bad DNA in there in the first place. The, um, it's Christmas. Good old fashioned sex. <laughs> they're having sex with these blood samples and that's how it happens. No, they're, they're, um, they've got uh, CRISPR already included into uh, prokaryotic cells and then they're injecting those cells in um where they they then start to reproduce themselves and uh much like you know, other viruses um invade the the host dna hmm. okay uh, but there's uh, some other interesting things there was a thing in here about diatomes um which are little tiny silicate based they're they're almost like tiny tiny microscopic petri dishes um uh the only reason i know about them is a diatomaceous earth is uh, uh something that's used to as a, a an insecticide or insect repellent because um as the insect moves through it it causes tiny little cuts of their their chitin and they they die from it um it's, oh. it's like micro silicate glass almost wow um so that's kind of interesting but yeah i mean gosh Too what crazy. a what a great cool technology about something we've already talked about yeah that's the good kind of science because it goes after the cause of the problem, not the symptom. Exactly. And, and, and it goes and, and any kind of science that's getting rid of uh, AIDS is the kind of science I'm behind. <laughs> uh, I got, got one here for you. Uh-huh. This one's coming from themirror.co.uk, I believe. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> Ghost Hunter claims chilling photo shows spirit of young girl who was tried for witchcraft. Whoa. So I'll uh, obviously link to this in the show notes so you can see this photograph. Too right. But this guy apparently uh, took a picture in some of his investigations of uh, a Scottish church in the village of Pittenweem. Now, there, there's, there's kind of a back and forth between this guy's name's Leonard Lowe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the church, they, they're, they're kind of at odds a bit because he says he was banned from the church for his paranormal investigations. But I guess during those investigations, he snapped a photograph and originally came out pretty uh, dark, pretty, pretty nasty. But then he, you know, used some of that software the kids have these days and lightened it up. And lo and behold, there's a pretty freaky picture of what looks like a child sitting kind of in the shadows uh, of this church. Now, he believes that it was a witch who died 300 years ago. And that, I believe, is because uh, in his research, he apparently exposed the historic trials of 110 suspected witches between the Kirkcaldy coastline and St. Andrews. Uh, and there were 26 of those that happened in Pittenweem. <laughs> I don't even know what I was laughing at. <laughs> it's weem. Yeah. That's probably. 
And specifically, in 1704-1705, there was a young witch called Isabel Adam and said that this this picture could be of her. Huh. It's a cool picture. It looks more like a, a high school photography student's project. But yeah. if, it, if it's a, I mean, I'll say this, if it's a legit picture, f***ing A. Pretty, pretty freaky, yeah. of course. Yeah. The, the pareidolia with it is on point because <laughs> looks like a, it looks like a blurry face and, and blurry hands, but there's something sort of um, luminous about them. Yeah. So, so in this, in this picture, you know, it, you can make out a pattern with your old brain there of, it looks like a double face. It looks like a face in one point and then just slightly off off to the side like a, a little bit bigger it's kind it, of it's, face. it's almost like um they they left the aperture open on a photo and the person moved right cuz there's tracers it looks like there's a uh, like hands kind of in lap like like the hands were in the lap and there maybe there was a ring on one finger cuz there's this this trace pattern that happens twice but both patterns are the same you know it just looks like it's like a multiple exposure kind of thing right right uh but it even looks like something uh right around that's that's kind of tied around the neck almost like an ascot in a way Mm -hmm. if your brain uh does just the minimal effort of trying to throw all this together in a pattern it reminds you of a young girl sitting in a in like a black cloak with maybe like a white uh shirt underneath it or something yeah or you know i i i also feel like that 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 white lighter portion could also be like a neck, a neck and exposed. Like, yeah. And like upper chest or a decolletage. Oh, 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 oh. oh no, we were in Scotland. Oh, a decolletage. Dec- <laughs> that's, that's the Scottish French laugh. I like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I like, guess, I, I like guess the, the guy in his own mind, the guy who took this picture, like he looks, he's got, he's, he's putting on his, fucking, his, his mean, mean mug, badass face. <laughs> yeah. He dresses like uh, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I think that's where he got his his wardrobe ideas. And he's like, "That's right, mate. I saw them pictures. Oh, I took them pictures, and out of church wants to silence me." <laughs> that's and, kind of how it's going. Yeah, he looks like he's like he looks a little pugnacious. Like now, too right. I don't think that he he was the one to first claim paranormal activity at the church. But uh, apparently claims have been made before, specifically in the clock tower, I guess, where this picture was taken, that uh, footage has been captured and there's been experiences and this and that. Now, he he claims to have witnesses and statements to back up the pictures. I, I don't know if that means they saw that in real time and, and he took it and I guess that's what it means. But um, he he says it's only with patience and dedication you catch something like this, which makes it real. You gotta want it. Apparently, he also has written a book, maybe called "The Weem Witch." Mm, I feel like, and now the ra- the flags are starting to raise, eh? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I I get really I get real divided about this. I'm of two minds about it because, on the one hand, you're like, okay, you know, are you are you like uh, Jane Nathan Couch, someone who like does a ton of research and just wants people to know more about your subject? Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Jay Nathan Couch's books and I, you know, cause he cares about what he does and he really gets, he does a lot of good research and they're great books. But on the other hand, then you've got, you know, there are other, uh, paranormalists. There's a word I just made up who gin up a bunch of shit so that they can sell books. Right. You know, and they're, they're two very different things. 
And, uh, you know, and I, I'm not saying this guy did this, but people have done that. So once, you know, you're like, oh yeah, and I'm writing a book about that photo. If you know? he wasn't a paranormal investigator with a book, if he was just Joe Preacher. Right. You know, Angus or, Preacher. I Angus, guess at that point. yeah. Leod. Um, you know, like, yeah, you're right. So, so that, like, I, I don't know it, whenever I hear that, then it makes me say, oh, I really need to look closer at it because you, 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 I just want to satisfy myself. Is this guy just trying to sell books or is this a guy who's like, no, actually I've done a huge amount of work in it. And there's this, there's, you know, all these different churches. This is what happened when, when there was witch trials in these areas. And you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. uh, uh, yeah, like an actual pursuit of, of the truth of a thing, as opposed to, um, trying to make the literary version of, of, you know, some history channel woods monster show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reverend of, of the church, Margaret Rose, um, as the article says, rubbished claims that Leonard had been banned. She said, these claims are not true. I know he gained access to my building once without permission and since then, he has never been at, he has never asked for permission to go back in because he has never asked. He can't make a claim of being banned. Anybody's welcome in our church to worship, right? Maybe yeah. Maybe he's like, well, I broke in and took a bunch of pictures, and so I just figured I wouldn't go back because they'd probably be mad about it. Yeah, it's what it sounds like. <laughs> Which honestly, reasonable. You know, like yeah. I would assume that if I broke into a place, took a bunch of pictures, that they wouldn't want me back. <laughs> Especially of, you know, ghosts and But again, that, that, that goes into the hopper of like, he's trying to create a narrative like, oh, and now Good. I'm banned, banned from the church. Yeah. All I what are they trying to hide? You're right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's a nice yeah. little, little spooky story for you. Spooky story. All right. I got, I got one last one for us here. Bring it to us. Um, this is a question that it's, it's a, t- it's a question as old as time itself. Is it a. Tell us no, it's a question as old as time. Oh. Question as old as time. Ugh. Farts as bad as feelings. How's it, how's it go? <laughs> go ahead. Farts as bad as feelings. That's the name of our poetry book. <laughs> ah. Two things we hate. Feelings and, and farts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all stink. <laughs> no. Uh, whether you are a uh, a high school girl in the Pacific Northwest, or perhaps a a foppish dandy living in in New Orleans, <laughs> there's one question you have to know: is how much time do I have to drain my victim of blood? Because I am a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, I'm a vampire. There's a really great article. Ancient uh, vampire. <laughs> Is a great article at Live Science uh, entitled, um, How Long Does It Take for a Vampire to Drain Blood? Because there's a lot of- Society must know. Yeah. We got to know. I mean, if you're a vampire, you need to know how much time you have to work Can Can we put CRISPR eliminating HIV (laughs) on the back burner for a second? Yeah. This is the real science. This (laughs) is the real science. So, because there's some, there's some interesting physiological questions, as you can imagine, you know, everyone's aware that their blood, their circulatory system is pressurized, thus blood pressure. So if you are uh, a vampire, as you feed, say you bite somebody on the neck and you're sucking that blood and <laughs> for like, if, 
you can't. I wish you could still do Bill Cosby anything because you're in there and you're sucking on the blood. You and got the blood and <laughs> the fangs and you're sucking and going to town on the neck. <laughs> now, why you sucking on the neck? <laughs> <laughs> My wife, Camille. <laughs> anyway, blood pressure drops, heart rate slows. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, at first you're just letting it gush to the oh, back. Of oh, your every throat. oh, it's the best. The and then first you got to start doing some work. The first thirty seconds of sucking are the best when you're a vampire. You ain't got to do no sucking at all. <laughs> it's like not sucking at all. God. <laughs> Stupid sexy vampire. <laughs> so, um, so what they were what they wanted to determine was how much can a vampire. Uh, take how much blood can a vampire suck of a vampire in like in in the optimum hunting format they don't want to kill their prey which you know depending on the thing most of the time vampires don't want to kill them they just want to feed on them and move on and so what they worked out was actually flora how long do you think what do you think is the optimal feeding time for a vampire i'm going to give you some fun statistics here okay that you need to know that will help we're talking about a stoker vampire or a renan rice vampire or one of them true bloods so many different kinds of vampire. One of them sparkly ones. All right. First of all, you're, on average, human body has 11 pints or five liters of blood. And okay. uh, the optimum draw from that is about 15%. Are you giving me a math problem? Maybe. So, which is, you know, uh, uh, about a pint and a half, just shy of a liter. You want to take 15% of that blood because- Past 15%, that's when, when uh, blood pressure drops, heart rate slows, and you're going to have to work a lot harder to get more blood, and you're putting them at, at physical risk past that. Okay. How long do you think it would take? Okay, let me do some, some math. Oh, math also, leading. your victim has 17 apples. <laughs> and is going to Santa Fe in <laughs> yeah, a train. In a train. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, give me a second. Uh because I remember while you do this, I'll, I'll fill some time here. Uh, there was a really great episode of X-Files where Mulder was talking about how long it would take a person to exsanguinate uh, using the, the heart as a pump. That if you just kind of like a Mad Max style, just knocked right in the old uh, jugular there. Or I guess you would want the, uh, the carotid artery, not the jugular vein. So you, 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 you pop something in the, the carotid. And how long your heart would continue to function and pump. I don't remember what he said because he's a scientist and he'd know. So Flora, come on, let's go. I'm going to say just around two hours. All right. Two hours. To drain a sucker clean. Oh, clean. No, 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 no. You don't want it. You only want three quarters of a liter. Is it going to eventually tell us how how long an entire body? Because I'm going to be pissed for having done all that work in my head. No, no. Because here's the thing. You can't. You can't know because the body is shutting down as you do it. All right. It's like sucking the milkshake at the bottom and where it's all just noise. So three quarters of a liter. You want three quarters of a liter, which is uh, 15% of total yeah. total body stuff. After that, the body starts yeah, then shutting down. Because, I five minutes. Because you're, you're, you're sucking on the, on the vein, and so your, your suction is, is helping a little bit. But if the heart's not pumping blood to that area, you're not going to be like, sucking blood out of the the heart directly yeah five minutes okay well you're 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 good you're real good flora 6.4 minutes is what they determined 
with a uh, two puncture wounds from the carotid artery. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how long you've got, uh, vampires. If you're new, if you're newly made, you know, ask your master vampire or the, what is it, What do they call it in True Blood? Doesn't every area have like a warden or a sheriff or a... Yeah, like a leader of, of yeah. some... Yeah. You know, I, check I didn't with get them, too much into True Blood. But, but. Uh, you know, start a stopwatch, you know, just... Mm-hmm. And then just just sit back and enjoy the blood sucking. But when that goes off, knock it off. I can't believe this doesn't say how long it would take to drain a complete body. I think it's because it's really hard to know because as the body, it's not... You know, your body's not operating at pink efficiency with the same blood pressure the entire time. Otherwise, that's just a straight linear regression. But because the heart rate slows and, uh, oh, you know what? One thing that'll help us find out because also your, 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 your dinner is going to die before you get to the bottom of that Slurpee. So that's true. And then there's no, you get no help. Yeah. I just sort of did the math in my head for, it takes about five minutes to drain uh, almost a liter and it, I, I just kind of doubled the time for each liter thereafter. Yeah. Oh, I see. I think I got to two hours. I'm the worst mathlete, but yeah, you're. If if there's like no no help whatsoever, it's going to get hard to just suckle it, suckle that teat. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, this is interesting. Um, wow, you really need all the blood you got in you for the most part. A loss of two liters is fatal. Mm. You're taking almost half that. Two, two out of five? Yeah. I thought you said three quarters of a liter was all it took to satisfy. Well, three quarters of a liter is where the body starts to drop blood pressure and slow the heart. But then if you go for that extra liter on top of that, then the person will probably die. You know, obviously people being different. You know, some people are just full of blood. Yeah. They're yeah. blood rich. <laughs> They're just so full of blood. Uh, you can hear the envy in my voice. I've always, you know, I've always been blood scant. Yeah, scant of blood. <laughs> oh, but boy, if I was blood rich, oh, what I could do. So yeah, that's uh, run, <laughs> run, and stairs, <laughs> put things on shelves above chest height, <laughs> um, sit in a real chair. So yeah, I think that you know. So I guess by that rubric, you'd get ten, fifteen minutes before you killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if it's slowed down and then, then you just got to like, you, you got to like flip them upside yeah, down. Yeah. You got to, you got to hang them and let that yeah. gravity help out a little. That's true. But boy, don't do it right off the bat. It's like shaking up a can of Coke and then trying to drink from <laughs> it. Frothy. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to get that. In your it's brains. like Japanese horror movies where it's just. <laughs> so yeah. So there you go, vampires. Right. And actually, uh, you know, and, and also Ken Heights of the world. I bet you for uh, I'll bet you that that would be an important fact in uh, the Dracula, Dracula dossier. Yeah, how long a feeding would take? <laughs> yeah, clip that and save it. Mm-hmm. Include it in your adventures. I'm very disappointed that they didn't uh, at least theorize how long it would take to drain a complete body to drain a body completely. Yeah. I don't think you can. I mean, you would you would just be. It's how long does it take to drain a sheep or something at a butcher shop? I guess. Kosher, uh, not, kosher butcher can tell you. Not good eating. That's how they tell you. It's not, the, the blood doesn't taste nearly as good. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, that's a good one. That's a fun. <laughs> I enjoyed fun that. Fucking math problem. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, so I think that'll do it for uh, this episode of Bullstone. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, uh, the store is open. Yes. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Which is it? I go with Patreon because they are patrons of us. Oh. I always say Patreon because it's a PAT. I don't have any. It's I'm, Pat because I'm an idiot. Uh, Patreon is going to open April first. Yeah, it'll it'll fingers crossed. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I think it'll it's be fine. it's a month to month thing. We we think we have it all done and ready to go, but we can't launch it until the first of the month because everything happens in thirty day cycles. So yeah, and you know we were about the middle of the month when we launched the store, and yeah. it would have been a real um, it's a lot to do at once. Yeah, a real scramble to kind of get people the rewards for for March, but right. what will happen is you'll sign up uh, for uh, you know for the month of April, and then. I, th- I don't think they charge you until the first of the next month. Exactly. And, and, so, that's, and that's how we know. Um, so, for example, for everyone who signs up in April, um, that first week of March is when all the, the April rewards will go out. Because, first of May. The first of May, I'm sorry. Uh, because we won't know till the end of the month where everybody has, what everybody gets. Otherwise, we'd be sending out a few things every day. It'd be mm-hmm. very confusing and nightmarish. Yeah. So, you know, your payment has to go through. And then once you're once you're all clear... You start getting the crazy uh, ass rewards. Just start scoring, scoring all that scoring loot. Scoring it, yeah. Just trucking it in. So uh, we're real excited about that. Also, real excited about our live show, April seventeenth. Oh my gosh! Please come to the live show, you guys. LOL Theater Chicago. It is April seventeenth. Eight p.m. is the show. Tickets mm-hmm. are available on their website, laughoutloudtheater.com slash Chicago. Uh, you can Google that if that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I that's, think that, I'm that's pretty how sure I've that's been the doing it. But uh, they they do have just to be certain, that, you know, for the the right page, they have a, a theater up in Schaumburg and one in Chicago. Make yeah, sure new one that. that's open. I, we're hoping that we're we're going to be on the schedule by the time this drops. Right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting that worked out with them. I'm I believe we are. That's why I sounded so very confident. Yeah, we're we're very confident. I mean, we we have the space. It's all booked. Everything's good to go. So we just need to yep, get make sure that machine. you're able to buy your tickets, which yep. you will be. Don't worry about. It and there will be space for everyone. We'll make I'm, that I'm, happen, no matter how it works. We'll if, make sure. If you that have to come and sit on Dave's lap, then so be it. So be it. It's a great way to get on stage. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. Uh, thank you, everyone who's already bought T-shirts. We're getting cool pictures from people who have Love bought their T-shirts, that. and they look awesome in yeah, them. They look great. Everybody so. looks great, and I don't want to to be creepy. I'm not being like, "Oh my god, you look so great in your shirt." Well, <laughs> but they do. but you they really do. do. We think that, obviously. So, well done. <laughs> We're really creepy at what we think. <laughs> but uh, no, everybody everybody I'm glad everybody's gotten them and enjoying them and uh please buy more. Give them give them to your uh friends and neighbors. Um because the other thing is if uh as those shirts sell we can not only uh, not only replenish those, but that means that hey, maybe we come up with some more fun designs. So oh, yeah, it all works out. I, I'll tell you what. Have you thought of this, Floral? Like, what are you gonna do if you're walking down the street and you see someone wearing a Blurry Photos T-shirt? I'm gonna be like, oh, is that that podcast that has those two <laughs> sexy hosts? <laughs> hey, hey, mate, is that is that those sexy host podcast times? You, you know what would happen? <laughs> you know what would happen is if you'd see somebody wearing it. And you'd be like, oh, hey, I, I'm I'm Dave Stecco. I'm, I'm from Blurry Photos. Oh, this is like my roommate shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he'd feel like such a like, tool. I got to go. <laughs> I just missed my bus. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so get do that. Uh, as always, audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Get yourself a free book. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got 
the Patreon just about to open. If that's not your cup of tea, karate chop the donate button. Oh, uh, that's easy, still available. nice and easy. Real easy. Went straight for it. Flora, is that is that everything? Have we covered all of our bases? Well, I I would like to thank the uh, Chicago Podcast Co-op. If, oh, if we may do so as well, we should. We'll give a quick shout out to uh, MBSing. Oh yeah, which is uh, Mary Beth Smith, who we met at uh, at one the of the, the gatherings. Uh, she of the cuts, juggalos cuts the BS out of conversation by discussing a topic that her guest unabashedly loves. So she has guests on, and thus discovering why people love what we do and how that passion affects us. I it's like just that. Uh, it's just good times to sit down and, and listen to to people. Talk about uh, stuff they like. That sounds super fun. Um, oh, you know what else? Speaking of podcasts, um, I, I'm i not 100% sure when it's coming out. I think in the month of April. Um, but I did. I recorded a, a muffed movie with our good friend Mark Soloff. There you go. And uh, uh, and uh, his lovely friend Sophie. Um, so as soon as he gets through the, the editing on that, it was a, it was a big one. It was. Right, do we get to know what it, what the movie is? I'll leave that to Mark. I okay. think, I think he's going to do a dramatic reveal, but it was, uh, I think this might end up being the, the longest muff movie oh, wow. yet. I don't know, but it was, it was a ton of fun and I think that's going to come out in April. So, uh, and as always, you should check out blaster podcast with Mark Soloff, Mark, uh, and his, his genius roommate to Tori Bellorno. Well, uh, who, whom I'm hoping we'll see at the, the live show. Oh, we better. We hoping we'll see, better. uh. Uh, light Greg Bach. Yep. Along with dark Mark well, Soloff. <laughs> light Greg. Well, I mean, come on. How could we do a live show without the gooch? The gooch. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably going to put poor Greg to work. At the I want, <laughs> I want to come up with weird things for him to do because he is gooch emeritus. He is, he is the, the guy, he's the wind beneath our wings. He, he really is. I mean, um, we'll be selling t-shirts yep. at the show. We will have Ken height as our guest on the podcast. Oh, so. we're not going to keep that a secret, huh? I mean, why would we? Yeah. Ken Heights, a crowd pleaser, really packs them in. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. Yep. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I feel like that covered all of our bases. What about the next week on Bullstone? With NCAA March Madness almost concluded, it's time for sports fans to look forward to April apathy. So don't forget to not fill out those brackets that don't even matter. God. The only thing that's busted is our dreams. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a woman corned. <laughs> A furious woman goes on a rampage after an unfortunate accident at a canning factory. All these stories and more next week on Bullstone.